green, like an alien's dick. Get Mulder and Scully on it. What about? What about? Wait a minute. Spring on you. <laughs> Did you call them dinner nannies? Dinner mummies? <laughs> no, no, dinner nannies. I've drank a lot of BDO, Des Flandres. Now then, thanks for joining us. Welcome to this week's podcast with me, Van Hemmer, and the Babylon Bell Brothers, Luke and Rich. This is it, that thing you've all been waiting for. It's our podcast. And of course, now we've got a small army of fans. Not quite got the numbers of the Swiss Guard. Did you know how big their army is? No. 110 men. We're getting there. We're getting there. It's super exciting to have it out in the wild. Uh, Good feedback so far. Good positive stuff. Everyone seems to like it, but nice uh, constructive criticism, shall we say, on what we can do. Um, so I'm I'm excited for the the coming weeks. More, more, more. Uh, so how how you both been? All good. All good. Yeah. All good. Normal thing. Bit of work. Walking around. The weather's been, of course, lovely. Uh, well, you say that it's it's been it's been pretty pretty rainy here in Old Knots. I think. It's been grim. I was going to say I'll be the old uh, chippies in the park must be down to a minimum now. Chippies in the park are no longer taking place, but I am having <laughs> McDonald's no, in the car. Soggy. <laughs> Have you had to join really long queues? Uh, no, not massive. Like maybe ten minutes. The uh, chippies in the park to Maggie's in the car. What is that? Uh, there's a Maccabees tune that I think you could do a uh, a cover on that. Is it something like Roses in the Dark or something? Yeah, I yeah, know. I know what you're about. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe that can be a little podcast overlay. Chippies in the park. Ah oh, man, it's been. Uh, I can't believe it's only Wednesday, man. It's been a bloody extended edition week this you week. You look after Harry still? Uh, I was looking after him Monday, Tuesday, but he's been in school Ooh. today, uh, his first day back, trialling uh, being in a bubble. How did he find that? I'd waved at him when he came in earlier, but he went straight up on the old YouTube and he <laughs> Harry Bo, so I've not really had a chance to... I'll feed back next yeah, that's week. that's a good day of school. I saw a news story saying about uh, washing kids' clothes when they've been to school. Have you been told yep. he has to wash his clothes every day? Yeah, mate. So they have a whole pro- protocol system that, like, you get back, they have to strip off, put all the stuff in a bin bag, get it in my... I mean, these aren't my house rules. Get it in a bin bag, then straight into the washing machine, upstairs have a shower and that. Yeah, it's pretty strict, man. Sounds like... Do you have to wear a school uniform every year? Yeah, it was weird. I tell you what, it was weird seeing him in a uniform again this morning. I was just like, oh, yeah, you have to wear a uniform? <laughs> because it's been so long, you know, that not being... He's just usually in his uh, Star Wars or Fortnite PJs. <laughs> it's always that thing when I was young. I, I really wanted to be like the Americans and not have to wear a uniform, but... Did you... Were you uh, shirt and tie or were you uh, poor? Low shirt. Uh, I had both, but whenever I had a tie, I always had it on elastic. Not because I can't tie. <laughs> Not because I can't tie a, little a tie. Sort of comedy boing. Yeah, it was more for safety because people would always grab your tie. What even yeah. in secondary school? Yeah, and little school as well. What was that called in in your school where you like you grabbed the tie and tightened it well well hard? We didn't have a name for it. Ah, uh, see, in ours it was called Fuggy. Foggy. Yeah, foggy. Yeah, giving you a foggy. I've heard it being called peanutting as well. And turning, you know, the little nut top knot to a peanut size. Okay. A bit of a foggy. God, I have, do you know when you hear a word that you haven't heard in like a life? Foggy. <laughs> foggy. Foggy. Is it used for anything else? Just ties. Because you do a nuggy. Yeah, the old nuggy on the head. I saw a little news story I was going to talk about. 
Pod News with Van Hemmer. It's kind of clickbait. You see these sort of things all the time. But it was one way of saying, don't keep your cucumbers in the fridge. And I just wanted to know <laughs> if you do keep your cucumbers <laughs> in the fridge, because I do. And I haven't read the story. Yeah, I, I do, just, man. But yeah, exactly. So why not? LB, do where do you keep your cucumbers? Yeah, right in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Salad drop. I mean, it makes sense because it's salad. Mm-hmm. No, I always keep my cucumbers. I'm to be honest, man. Apart from in a G and T, I'm not really that into the cucumber. It's not doing that much for me. I'm not a fan. Really? Okay. At all? You know. See, my mum says she doesn't eat anything that's long and green. <laughs> Courgettes are out the window. Cucumbers are gone. Yeah. Green. Green. What bean. about the old green oh, yeah, bean? the old ones. Yeah. beans. What about yeah. pickles? Pickles. I don't think she'd eat a pickle. Mm. I'd suggest they're short and green. But I always used to say to her, though, like, what is it? Because I know cats are scared of them as well. You know how a cat will jump up if you put a courgette on the floor? You can... Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was that at first, but I put one on the kitchen floor and she didn't jump. And then <laughs> I reckon it's long and green, like an alien's dick. What do you reckon? Do you think she got abducted? Yeah, probed. Get Mulder and Scully on it. What about uh, Monge 2? <laughs> Monge 2? Yeah. Were they flat and green? I wouldn't define Yeah. Them as she'd probably get she'd probably thin. Do that. She's down what? with a monge too. All what right, about, what? what about wait a minute, spring onion? <laughs> I don't think it's green enough. <laughs> Not green enough. No, it's got. Okay, hang on a sec. I need to understand something with the old spring onion. How far down the spring onion is acceptable to be eaten? All the way to the nub, man. Just cut them little that little tiny little bit off hairs. So it's got its it's got its ball bag hairs at the bottom. It's yeah, weird cut. little like. So you chop that off, but I'm more talking the other end of. You don't have to. Ch- you don't have to chop uh, off the end. You can just trim the hairs. Just, tr- just, <laughs> just, just, just trim them down. <laughs> give it. Give it. Uh, a I just sort of cut off like what tiny bit centimeter. Yeah, what, if that a centimeter, really? I'm yeah. usually like a bit f- five centimeters from the top. It always seems a bit like old and dusty down that end. You can rinse your vegetables as well. Well, yeah, I know, but it should it's just, be dusty. Yeah. It's a little bit dog-eared down that end. All right, Ryan. sound. Thanks for clarifying okay. that. We're going to go on with some topics now. So, I think following on from the great reception I've received on 1 to 5, uh, the classic from episode 1, I thought it'd be interesting to kind of expand on that. Don't worry, Unfortunately, mathematicians, we're not getting numbers out here. I'd like to talk about brands today um, as my topic. Not necessarily of the Russell variety, but I mean, it could come up with... Oh, Joe. Yeah, Joe brand. Yep. Okay, so what I I was thinking about is I don't necessarily think of myself as somebody that's kind of influenced by brands per se, but then the more I started to think, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this could be interesting. So what I was pausing is I would give a product type and then tell me the brand that you associate with each of those. Okay, should we do a quick test? Yeah, Yeah, all right. Okay, let's go as a tester, television, TV brand. What television brand would you... Uh, Russell, he's my favourite brand on the telly. Oh, uh, so for me, Sony. Sony. I, mm. I'd say Samsung. Yeah, see, I've always been a Samsung kid until my newest TV. Mm. Um, oh, has it arrived? I've, I've, oh, mate, has it arrived indeed, yeah. So I'm, I'm now into the waters of LG, and it's really weird after having so many different uh, Samsungs the menus and shit being all mm. over the fucking place and that, and just it's very uncharted waters. I haven't seen their new OS. <laughs> new OS. Bloody TVs. Well, I used, I used OS, to work, yeah, I used to repair TVs, didn't I? And that's why I like Samsung. <laughs> they were the best. Everything. And uh, 
LG's very, very good as well. Right, okay. So, so understand the format of what we're thinking Let's now. Let's go. Got you. Okay. Uh, we can be as quick fire or we can expand out on the ones that are kind of controversial. Uh, let's go mayonnaise. Hellman's. Ooh, Hellman's. Was Hellman's, but now I'm on to the Heinz. I, I think I've, I'm, I'm with you, Hemo. I was, but there's just something about it, man. It's got something else, a little something, something mm. um, that uh, has really swayed my uh Yeah, I don't know what it is. I couldn't describe it. It's just mayonnaise, but I do prefer that one. Maybe it's a little bit creamier. Less yeah, I think, and also for me, it go. I remember going to the old Weatherspoons, and you know the little packets of mayo mm-hmm. on that. And I think that's what what the, the, was the start of me thinking, oh yeah, that's a bit different. Because as a kid, I I find like you get given a brand by your mum or dad or yeah. whatever, and then that's just what you know. And you never, I'd, I've never really changed lanes on the mayo. And why would you? But. No, man, I think it was having a little dip in that that made me think, well, I'm, I'm into that a bit. See, more. I didn't get onto me until I was about 20. <laughs> 20? Yeah. The, my housemate at the time, I used to work at a cash and carry. Yeah. And so he would he, right. he loved mayonnaise and he used to get me to buy him the big litre jugs. Oof. So whatever it was, just a litre jug. Yeah, a litre squeezy bottle, big one. And he would have it on everything. And I'd be like, oh, God, I don't even like mayonnaise. He's like, come on, come on. So eventually had it. Loved it, but it was an unbranded one. It was just unknown mystery mayo. Are you sure he was getting it from a cash and carry? It was definitely from there. It was me that was getting it. That was his. All oh, right, source. okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you were the source of the mystery mayo. All right, okay. Uh, how about phone? What is your phone choice? Phone brand of choice for me? Google Pixel. Mm. About two weeks ago, I got a new one. Right. It's not brand new, as in the newest one out. It's Pixel 3 XL. Yeah. I got it. I had the two before it. And I also lost, well, actually damaged in the sea, one of them and bought another one. So I've actually had three <laughs> Come on. pixels. Mate, you, you, can't, you can't tease the pod with just that. What was going on? What were you doing? It, what were you trying to do with sea, this phone? Yeah. It was branded as waterproof to a certain degree. I didn't read every part of it, but supposedly salt water is not very good. It corrodes it. And <laughs> I was yeah. filming fish. And it had been going for a good while. <laughs> what, underwater? Underwater, yeah, about 50 metres out. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, oh, it's, it... Are you taking any calls while you're out there? <laughs> no, but... Hang on a sec, Mr Attenborough. I'm just getting you uh, a bit of uh, angel fish here. <laughs> Dunking it under the ocean. That was it. But unfortunately, all the footage was lost as well. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, LB, what's, what's, what are you saying on, on the old phone? Uh, so I have to use a lot of different like types, brands of phones for work and for testing and stuff like that. So, yeah. But for personal, I would always go iPhone. I've just stuck with it throughout the course of it, like since I got one. Um, but yeah, if I was to leave, I'd go for Pixel. I've only ever had one yeah. iPhone, and it was it was good enough, but it wasn't the best. It was my first smartphone. Yeah, I think for me, I'm, I'm the same as you, Hamo, with the Pixel. I think just as a designer. Um, for me, the interface of the iPhone does my head in. It, it frustrates me. I think I just like the simplicity of Google. It's lovely and clean. Generally, I've not dunked mine in any ocean, so <laughs> maybe a bit of the old rain when I'm out for a jog or something. I think it's okay with that. Okay. Um, I'm going to go one that I'm not even sure if anyone's got an answer to, um, but just pondering brands and what about jeans? Does anyone have a brand of jeans mm. that they... Uh, prescribe to i used to but i don't anymore okay. 
<laughs> what are you going to tell us? What the, of course. The, the... For one period, I really liked Super 7 jeans. Yeah, yeah. And also Pop jeans, if they ever had them on. Yeah, man. Yeah. Just the flared ones back in the day during the indie yeah. revolution. Yeah, LB? So, like most of my stuff, seen as though I work for Next, pretty much most of it's from there. It's easy. <laughs> it's delivered to my desk when I'm at work. So, And I tend to only wear black skinnies. So once I'm on like a pair a month. Wow. Just get a new one. What do you do with the old Expert. ones? Stick them in like the wardrobe and if ever I'm doing a bit of painting or decorating, like cut the legs off. <laughs> cut the legs off. Mate, I can see uh Shell walking past the bedroom as you're just shearing a pair of jeans like bloody hell. He's decorating <laughs> again. Interestingly, uh, the reason I put it on my list is I've, it's a, a thing I don't feel I can ever be brand loyal to because I go through them so quickly. And I, d- I don't know whether this is uh, a, a topic in its own right, but, mate, I wear through the crotch in trousers is it because they're too so tight? quickly. No, man. Is it because they're cheap like, jeans? No, I mean, whether it, it doesn't matter whether it's a pair like of Levi's. Primark, a pair of Levi's, I will sand the crotch out of them within two months. Is it actually wear and tear, or is it have you got something going on in your crotch? I mean... I, I wish some, some sort of bacteria. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it, I, I, don't, I don't know what it does is. Does it happen man, with other material? Is it just denim? What about corduroy? Yeah, chinos. It does. I mean, the only thing that manages to withstand it is me joggers or whatever. Mm. But you know, I, there's not not as much friction there. But I don't know what it is, mate. I, it just seems to be that I want. I, I tend to want to be crotchless in me in me jeans. Not wearing the skinny and, jeans anymore. Are you buying the right size? Yeah, mate. I'm. 35 years old, yes, I'm buying the right... This isn't like, uh, like you know, when, when you see those programs where they're talking about how women aren't wearing the right bra size. Yeah, man, I've got the right size. I've I'm, To be honest, I'm actually oversizing a little bit because I'm, I'm sort of preempting the lockdown flubber on me, on me clothing recently. But still, it doesn't matter. I'll burn it out in the crotch. I think we need Trini and Susanna on this case, man. Yeah, mate, you know. Sort me out. I'll be in a sarong or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go next from the list. How about fizzy drink? Do you have any brands that you're fizzy drink affiliated with? Ooh, fizzy. Yeah, man. I used to. I know I know you're not and much of a... Do. Oh, I, I thought you weren't that much of a, uh, a drinker of fizzy drinks I'm not, these I'm days. Not. I used to drink a lot of Iron Brew. Now I'll have the odd can of Pepsi Max Cherry, maybe one a week. Right. Ooh. What is it about the the Pepsi? Why, why Pepsi and not the old cherry? Cherry Coke. Oh, it's, I, I can stand cherry cola. I couldn't drink like Coke. I couldn't drink Coke on its own. Normal Coke. Coke Zero. It's manageable, but Pepsi just tastes fine. Like Pepsi Max. I had a, actually I had a, a can of Pepsi recently because the takeaway sent a Pepsi when I asked for a Pepsi Max. And I drank it and it wasn't very nice. A Pepsi. <laughs> I like the way you said that. The old rise on the... E. Um, so would you consider yourself a Pepsi over Coke, a cola fan overall? Definitely. Wow. Man, I don't get that, man. I'm definitely a Coke, Coca-Cola. LB, what do you drink? See, our fridge at any given moment will have a pack of 24 can, cans yeah. of Coke in it. Regular Coke. Yeah, Shell's a big drinker of regular Coke, whereas... I'll never drink it. Like, I don't really drink fizzy drinks. But if I was to go for something, I'd go for something dead basic, like lemonade, like just 99p, 99p, two litre Schweppes. Oh, um, Schweppes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you, do you remember like, Crest lemonade with a polar bear? Yeah, I remember Crest. 
And like when you rotated yeah, yeah. the bottle round, he was like he was surfing on one side, and when you turned it round, he was like just on a, a sort of stage play sort of thing. Crest lemonade. Wow, I ate every, lemonade, man. Every now and then, I will buy a bottle of dandelion and burdock. Is that with chippies in the park, by perchance? Uh, yeah, either chippies in the park will consist of a can of dandelion and burdock or a shandy bass. <laughs> shandy I must say. I like cream soda recently. I've got into that American cream soda. Yeah. I've tried a fancy one as well. But a fancy cream soda? Yeah, I tried a fancy what one. What is it like called? Like a... AW or something? Oh, yeah. See, for me, with Coca-Cola or Coke, shall we say, or Pepsi, whatever it is, that, that, that style of drink, for me, the cheaper taste in it is, the more cola it is, the better, man. And I don't think anyone does it better than, is it Fentman's? Fentman's, yeah. Or cola. Yeah. Oh, God. It tastes like ice pop from, on like a hot summer's day from ice cream van or something. I bloody love it. Wow. Yeah, I'm totally with you. If I was to drink a Coke, it would be that one. It's it's that sort of perfect blend between not too fizzy, it's got bags of flavour, it tastes cheap as shite, but man, it, it just reminds me of being a kid. Um, I love it. Good. Okay, so... To wrap it to wrap up the old uh, brands section, my last one is beer of choice. Hmm. And I guess for clarification, when I say beer, I mean lager. Before you segue into your answers, just a little bit of uh, ASMR for the uh, for the audience. Ooh. I'm saying that's in me in me top five sounds. To start with, then what is what is that, that you've just cracked open? It is a red stripe. Okay. So uh, during lockdown, I drank a lot of BDO, Des Flandres. Okay. The old, uh, <laughs> Say the old... that again. BDO, Des Flandres. Des Flandres. Mate, I love the pronunciation on that. Do you ever remember that in school? GCSE, Borough French. Mate, Borough like, French. Of like people from the northeast trying to speak in a French accent and yeah. just coming out as like, our way tap L2. That's what um, I thought. I thought maybe you were just trying your hardest to like not try French. No. Yeah, no, just it coming out so badly. Um anecdotally, as of one of the most dyslexic families on, on the planet, the old bells, that, that that blend of I can't even really spell any words in English and you're trying to teach me another language and expecting yeah. me to do an exam. <laughs> this ain't going well, man. No wonder I like the, the naughty comics of people scribbling in the French books. Mate, I was so shite at it. Something to keep you in it. Yeah, I'm struggling with there, there, and there in English. And now you're telling <laughs> yeah. me about there and la. It's like, yeah. it's just not going in. Some words are masculine and some are feminine. It ain't, it ain't I've never really thought of that. I'm a boy, they're all masculine. Uh, so, yeah, video, they're currently a staple. Uh, okay. And then I'd kind of go for like a, a craft lager, I suppose. Craft, something like that. Like, as a mix-up from what I've currently got. What, a bit of a fruity, yeah. fruity IPA Some, or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or like a session lager, something like that. What? Sexual lager? Yeah, sexy lager. <laughs> sexy, fair enough. Sexual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm being quiet here because I don't really drink, so I don't have a favourite beer. I probably would not mm. definitely not order a beer or a lager. If I had anything, it'd be a ginger beer. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't think there's any other drink that I would really want. Maybe some sort of strange record league cider. I do like cider. I don't think I, I don't think I want a whole pint of it. No. Yeah, no. And it's it's a strange one because obviously I used to love drinking. I'm trying to think what I used to. But mm. I've I've always mainly been a cider guy. 
there's not many times when yeah. I remember, oh, I really want to go out for beers. Obviously, you go out and have beers, but yeah. Nice one, man. For me, on on the beer, I, I just go through phases of essentially what's on four for a fiver, and then I'll take it. You like the little stubby ones, don't you? Oh, bloody hell. I love a stubby man, but I tell you what, they're a nightmare on the old recycling management. Oh, really? What, because they're green? Or? or just volume of glass that you're having oh, to right, put yeah. in the bin. I suppose so. If you're going to drink sun- a whole crate of them, 24 yeah. or whatever. And then every Sunday you're chucking out 24 little stubby bottles. that They're, yeah. they're not uh, not kind on the old space. I do enjoy them. They, I'd actually like the taste of them. They have a little weird smell of BO. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, do, they do have a little pong, don't they? Yeah, it's, it's kind of either smells a little bit like weed. Or a little bit mm. like BO. Same yeah. as sometimes they can smell like too. Ah, the stubbies. Ah, the stubbies. The little BOE weedy stubbies. Mm. <laughs> right. Should nice. we move on to something else? Nice. Yeah. That's good. We can go back to that again another time. I like brands. Yeah, man. I thought yeah. it was just an interesting little Russell. Little Russell. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll do my thing next. I want to talk okay. about us. Because we've not really ever introduced ourselves. We've just, obviously at the beginning, I say my name and your guys' names, but people don't so, really know who we are. A lot of people that will listen so far as well in the early days, it'll be friends and family and stuff, people we know. But yeah. we, they might not necessarily know each other. They might not have spoken to us for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know what social media is like? People from the past see yeah. stuff. Um, so just to kind of... Uh, in the closet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not getting the, sh- the shovel out yet but um yeah so just just to talk about us for a bit cool so what what are you saying that essentially four episodes in we've realized that we've ballsed up <laughs> and not even talked about who we are that you're listening to for over three hours and it's probably time that we we do a bit of scene set and intro i think that's right i was trying to just sweep that under the carpet but... <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> now it's out there that's just there Era, you know, full transparency. I think is the like the nice uh, term that everyone seems to shout about these days. Exactly, and we'll be we'll be up to eighty percent full transparency. Yeah. Yeah, Me, get us, oh, kick us in, man. Set the standard. Who are you? Where are you from? What are you doing? All right, shh. I need silence. <laughs> it is nineteen eighty-six. Probably, you know, winter time. Maybe just after the August Bank holiday weekend, I haven't actually done the maths. A man named Neil and a woman named Bridget. I don't know exactly what happened. I've never asked them, but they must have done something. And I assume it was the normal thing of putting one thing in the other. Humans, you know, not. <laughs> I've, never, I've never spoken to them about it. But anyway, they did something a night around that time. I was going to say six months later, but no, nine months later, I came out. Uh, it was May of 1987 and blah 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 went to school did okay at school i wasn't a great student (laughs) yeah i wasn't i know i'm just sort of saying i wasn't a really super clever student right okay i did my work i did okay Um, i did my bit and then i really wanted to go to college so i found out you know what do you need to do to get to college my school was in the process of sort of shutting down so i moved to another school and did my gcse's did okay, did exactly enough to get into college, went to college, broadened my horizons, left my small mm-hmm. town behind, um, studied there for a bit, doing media stuff, making sort of videos, radio, uh, little print things. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And then I did some more college. I did some computing, which 
I really liked because I'd been building computers with my dad since I was a young age. I always liked sort of technology, but this computer course was for total nerds. <laughs> and <they> were, <laughs> I, I couldn't, yeah, I just couldn't deal with them. I, I couldn't, uh, they were just too nerdy to hang around with. So I had to, I had to leave. Right. Any of them listening, I'm sorry, but I don't know any of them anymore. That was a long time ago. Um, and then I went into the world of work and I've done more jobs than any other person I've ever known. Mate. I don't know anybody with a CV as long as you, man. Do you know, like in uh, like sort of cartoon medieval things where somebody's about to air a decree or something, and they roll out that weird little scroll, and it rolls like all the way down the castle steps. I, I often think of that when I think of the work life that you've had, man. <laughs> well, I'm very experienced in a lot of things. Um, I tend to just get I get in there, and I sort of feel like I've begun to master certain things or I don't enjoy it obviously I take what I've learned and I try something else and I've done that for a long time uh, <laughs> and then I partied I partied quite a lot yeah like I've moved away from home from the age of sort of in the age of when I was 16 going on 17 and uh, I lived in a caravan that was my first slice of independence how many births yeah what birth? I think it was a four birth we had it as two single beds it was me and my mate um right. we went to school together and then we ended up working together as well, selling kitchens. But um, in this caravan, a little table in the middle and a single bed on each. And then at the weekends, I would go away to wherever, go and stay with other mates or go mm. party some city. And he'd turn it into a double bed for him and his girlfriend. And you say this slept for? Yeah. Called snug. Yeah, it was very snug. We once got we once had 16 people in it for a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> we filled the whole thing with balloons. We blew up God knows how many balloons, filled the whole caravan, and then all ran in. Popping the balloons with our bodies and drinking vodka. Where's the where's just just to sort of start and yeah. picture this in my mind's eye? Where's the caravan situated? So it was just up the road from my college, and right. my mate's parents. Well, it was his mum and it was his mum's boyfriend's caravan. You know, just round and outside from down their house. <laughs> round and downside from their house. Okay. Cool. Yeah. As in, we managed to get a a lead and ran into the house. So we had electricity. All right, okay. Cool. And that was it. No running water. How long were you in this caravan? I can't really remember, but probably nine to a year, nine months to a year. Quite a nice little stretch, and it was very enjoyable. And after that, I moved to Lincoln yeah. for the first time. I think I've moved there three times. Um, and that first time, I was just one of my mates went to uni there and went to visit him. Quite enjoyed the look of the place and the feel, and I stayed for a bit uh, and helped him through his third year of uni. <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, I also met Rich Bell. Ooh. That's you. Crossover. Just to skip by loads of stuff. Went on to just back home. I moved back home to sort of the town I come from. And just part, for the next sort of five to ten years, it was just a lot of partying and in and out of jobs. Nothing too mad. Hmm. Uh, and then I moved back to Lincoln again because of all you. Oh, bloody hell. The Babylon Bell brothers. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, back. that was it. I sort of just moved into the party house. Mm -hmm. And actually, LB, you went home for the summer or something. And I think I took yeah. your room. You saw a bed, you jumped in it. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. I know, just sort of moved around back and forth from London to Lincoln to London to Nottingham to mm. Spain. <laughs> I lived in Spain last year and now I'm back in Nottingham. I know I've skipped a lot, but that's the gist of me. I move around a lot. So yeah, I've got man. a lot of things that I've picked up from all these different experiences where some people are very still and not mobile. I like to think of myself as a bit of a, a wandering man 
a nomad. Yeah, you, to me, I, I think you are very. Uh, since meeting you, what, God, how old were we probably then? Like 20, yeah. 21, something like that? You've always seemed like a bit of a free spirit in terms of... You that's it. That's the word I'm trying to find, free spirit. That's what, you know what some I mean? people it's, say to me. It's it's not that you are you don't know what you want. It's just that you know what you want, and that's just to go with the flow. Exactly. That's it, man. But I do think that you, you've always, like, ever since meeting you, you do have, like, such a creative mind, even though you, you've got a CV from, you know, uh, working, doing DFS sofas or something through to <laughs> bloody cut, cutting down cutting trees. Down trees. Yeah. To being a sous chef or whatever, yeah, to man. working with universities, I think there's a, the, one of the things that we've always come back to and connected so much on is just creative ideas and just mental throw it out there. Hemel will definitely be up for it. Um, but no, it's it's interesting to like not doing a bit of like analysis on you or anything, but like see you back in <laughs> like knots and uh, in a relationship with your your lovely missus and that. Well, that's it. Of course, I've met I've, I've met someone and I'm, I've got plans. I've got things I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah you seem a lot more. Settled. Yeah, a developed hemo. You know, not not that you're not free, your free bird spirit or whatever, but you do seem to have uh, come back with a new sort of uh, approach, shall we say? It's that's it. That's, that's what I'm feeling. I'm for all that mad spaghetti junction forever, and I've just mm. put it all together in one capsule, and it's good. And I'm here at peace, in love. It's yeah. nice doing a bloody podcast. Exactly. Nice, nice. man. That was interesting. Nineteen eighty six. Yeah, man. That's when I was conceived. Oh well, so, so I mean, it, it it was virgin on. I was worrying that you were going to tell me your mum's maiden name, your first pet's name, and that I was anyone was going to be able to sort of steal your identity at one point. <laughs> I was <laughs> getting a little bit worried on shit. He's I, gonna, we're going to be able to hack him here. No, I think I went over my two hundred and fifty characters. But no, that's cool. it. That's, that's that's who I am. For anyone who doesn't know, um, I think one one interesting thing is your name and oh, yeah. the, name of the podcast. Okay. You are Stevan Hamill. Yeah, that's correct. Steve bloody nightmare to type in when you try to bloody send out the invites for the uh, podcast. Remember, it's it auto correct to Stephen. Yeah, mate. Well, that's why I just shortened it to Van. Yeah, man. Here we yeah. go. Nice and easy. LB, who wants to go first? Which one of the babbling bells? Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll go. On, I'll go. I'm just, I'm struggling. Like this time of night, my hair fever's gone mental. So if you, if I'm being quiet, it's probably because I've muted the microphone and I'm just constant, constantly sneezing. All right, so. Yeah, LB, sure. Uh, That's it. Yeah, <laughs> straight much it. From the northeast, from Middlesbrough, uh, grew up there with our brother, RB. Uh, left at about 18 to go to Lincoln Uni, but before that went to college and studied uh, interactive design. Did that for two years. It was awesome. Loved that. Two unbelievable years at college. Met some good mates that I'm still lifelong friends with. Uh, and a few of us went to Lincoln. Was there for four, year, uh, four years at uni. Failed one of them. Had to reset. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mum. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, met Hemo in my second year at uni. Moved into a house with a group of friends. And one of the lads that moved in with us was Hemo's cousin. So that's how I met Hemo. And then transpired Rich and Hemo knew each other. Uh, so it's like I know your brother. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get like, to that in well, the next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you spin that one. Um, and then stayed in Lincoln for quite a, quite a long time. Me and Shell, my wife, were going to move to uh, London for her to go do an LPC and for me to go to a design agency in London. And then just decided not to pause it, stay in Lincoln for a year, 
they just didn't leave and was there for left, lived in London for like ten years. A little comfortable, did you? Yeah, I think so. And like we always wanted to leave and just was like, ah, oh, no, that's no, no, not right at the time. And then about a year ago, we seemed from like the outside we'd had like a mental breakdown, but we hadn't like so. <laughs> I turned, uh, I turned 30. Breakdowns. Yes, I turned 30, and for my 30th, Shella bought us uh, like a holiday to Vegas. So we went to Vegas. So I turned 30, went to Vegas, and we got married just like out of the blue uh, while we were in Vegas. And then got back, and the day that I got back, I just handed my note. We both handed our notices in our, on our jobs. And we were just like, don't want to do this anymore. We don't want to be here. We want to go do something different. And then just up and moved. Charles got a job in Birmingham and I got a job in Leicester. And we picked somewhere on the map and we're just like, we're going to move there. And we're still here. Yeah, short and sweet from me. Yeah, uh, yeah, we are. But we, I think like we still both, I think now we're very different from how we were when we were in Lincoln. Like mm. We're quite open and willing to just go, go and do something completely different. Like I think won't settle anymore that's good so the adventures are wait yeah yeah so i think there's still more like other things to come like um like if i'm not happy doing something i will go and change it quite quickly now hemo i suggest we get a backup podcast host just in case he wants to set this up yeah, i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> if anyone wants to write in yeah yeah if send your cv in any sort of demo reel we'll be happy to take a look cool man yeah so that's man short and sweet it's mad to think that you're married as my younger brother when you said it there, my wife, Shell, I thought, I was like, oh, yeah. Because you said oh, Shell in the other yeah. pods, but I don't think you said wife until this one. Yeah. I was like, oh, And all them yeah. fans now listening, like, oh, God, he's taken. And I, and I didn't even invite you. No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, mate. Me one chance at doing a speech and ripping you, and you took that away from me. Now, I remember you texting me and asking me, mate, we're going to fuck Is off that, to Vegas uh, and marry. Uh, yeah. Is that all right? And I'm like, yeah, just fucking go. <laughs> I forgot oh, about yeah. that because um, I bought the engagement ring, like, so I'll spin this bit of the story into it. I bought the engagement ring, like, in the February, and I asked oh, him in yeah. the October, and you were in Dubai, um, and I remember the wedding ring coming, and I had to go around to Hemo and just go, you need to look after this so that Shell doesn't find it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll never forget, you can tell the story of when you got back from Dubai. Yeah, it's so, so funny, so... So for the, the listeners out there, me and Hemo, I'll get to it in our story. Me and Hemo uh, lived together for a while. And I remember I'd gone on a pretty hectic, stressful work trip to Dubai in a pretty short space of time. I remember coming back, walking in, and it was like I'd really cheated on you or something. On, on, the, kit, on the coffee table was a little package, and he's like, do you know what's in there? And I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And he's like, have a look in that box. He's like, there's a bloody ring in there. Your brother's getting married. And I was just like, what the fuck? I'm jet lagged to fucking, I feel like I've done something wrong. LB's getting married. Yeah, man, it was bizarre. And then we had to bloody keep it. And I remember I had to move house and I was so bloody stressed as to where the fuck's that ring, man. Yeah, I remember you stressing. (laughs) Where did we hide it? Why did we hide it? We could have just put it somewhere. Cool, man. Yeah, it worked out. I know. Well, she cool. said, yeah. She's all right as well. Shout out to Shelby. Mm. What is just just slight sidebar? She she give you any feedback, LB? Yeah, she's into the podcast. She, she? Uh, wow. She slayed Wife me for the first one. She was like, "Your microphone's terrible." So yeah, hopefully next week I'll have a better one. Sound a bit <laughs> bit clearer. Uh, um, yeah. Right, Rich. What's your story? My origins. All right. Okay. So. Um, yeah, I'm LB's older, not necessarily wiser brother. Uh, a lad of 80, 85, 
Um, I first met LB when I was four years old. I remember um, mum, I, I was upstairs playing in my bedroom, probably with some Thundercats or something. And I remember she was downstairs shouting me to the top of the stairs, sort of like, and I remember like really vividly asking us, asking me, saying, "Do you uh, do you want a little brother?" And obviously she must have been prego at the time. And I don't know what she would have done if I said, "No, nah, it's all right." If you want to say, she'd say, "Oh, me and your dad have just done it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a bun in the oven. But no, and uh, <laughs> sorry, mum. And uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember really vividly thinking, right, you'll be here tomorrow, class, he's going to be the same age as me, we'll play Thundercats tomorrow. And then the the disappointment in that, you know, I had to wait a long time to get him. But no, it, it's really interesting, like, um, from a kind of friendship perspective, LB's always been somebody that's just been not just my brother, but a mate. And I find it really odd, like, meeting other people that have siblings that are not that way, mm. just because it's what's been norm to me. Do you know, like when somebody's like, oh, I've got a sister, but my fucking ain't my sister or whatever. I've just never experienced that. I mean, I think me and LB are really different, but um, get on pretty sound. So yeah, got LB when I was four. Um, I've always been somebody that I'd say considered creative. I'm a designer by trade. That's just what I like doing, like making stuff drawing stuff, animating stuff. Um, lad of Middlesbrough did product design, art and design at college. You were good at to it. Lincoln. Yeah, I was all right at that. Um, went to Lincoln Uni, studied animation, film, motion graphics and that. Uh, and I remember, I'm pretty sure I'd just graduated and a good friend of mine and Hemo's, um, I remember drinking at his house one night and I think you you were there as well, and or you were staying with our friend Pete at the time yeah. at their house. I came over to see some of their other friends that lived there. I was getting drunk there. You must have been out with Pete in town. I remember leaving pretty drunk, getting back home, and then waking up the next day to a message on MySpace. Uh, shout out to MySpace, showing how old we are. Saying, "Oi, mate, pretty sure you stole one of my shoes." One. And when I looked, yeah, one. And when I looked on the floor, I had one fucking red converse and one green one. And I was like, fuck's sake, who the fuck's this hemo bloke? And I fucking drunkenly put my converse on and took one of each colour home. And then I remember just having, did we meet in town? I can't remember what we did. We I dropped the shoe off and then sort of was mates. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember where the drop off was. Maybe under the bridge or the gas goblin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> sort of walked dramatically towards each other on a bridge, made the transaction, That's it. and then sort of hung out ever since. Wow, it was like Cinderella. We fit into yeah. each other's shoes. So, yeah, lived in Lincoln for a long time, doing all sorts of design work there, then decided I've lived there for far too long. I need to move to a bigger city. Now I live in Nottingham with my fiancé and a stepson, mm. Harry B. Now I sound, man. And, yeah, I think I'm, for me, I'm just, I don't know, a creative that just likes making as much shit as possible. I'm addicted to it, man. Um, and the second I got, got the chance to do the pod, I was jumped at the chance. Can I do the artwork? Can I do the drawings for it? You do do a Let's lot do of content this. in general. Yeah, man. For everything. Yeah, you're 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 a definite doer. <laughs> yeah, prolific in just making shit, man. That's me. I like it. Well. I think that wraps us all up, our little combined Van Hemo and the Bell Brothers. That's the thing as well. And as we're thinking, I'm like, oh, man, I didn't even touch on this or this. But that's why we've got a podcast. Yeah. We can touch on all of these things. We can touch yeah, on I, it all. 
touch a little. <laughs> touch and then one day, wall. of course, when when the government decides we're allowed, I don't know if his speech today mentioned anything about um, podcasting, but as soon as we can, we'll be together. Right, right. LB. LB, what have you got? So, we've learned about brands that you like, we've learned about each other, where how we can, like met. Last week I asked you about uncontrollable laughter. This week I want to know if you've got any phobias. I ain't scared of nothing. Or irra- irrational fears. How long have you got? <laughs> so go on, I'll, I'll go first then. Go. go on then. So I only have one fear. I'm pretty rubbish with heights, but I think that's more vertical than fear. Um, right. Legs just go a bit jelly. So I'm pretty rubbish with heights, but that's it's not a fear. But I only have one phobia, and that's of big beans. Wow. Big beans. I don't, I don't know what it is. The thought of them sends shivers down my spine. And I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's what, the beans. Toast, I don't know if it's... Mate, cold just jake beans. Open, I can't, I can't look, I can't open a tin. I can't, I can't even look. look at them. No, I, I can't. Like, it will send a shiver down so my spine. I'm like, I was oh, exactly the same I, for about 20 years. And I'd, I still would really? never, I would never eat them. But I was scared of beans. And now I can yeah. deal with them. I could, I could make someone some beans. And as long as I don't touch a bean with my actual finger, I can use a fork or whatever. I'm okay. Ooh. But then I, sometimes they bubble and splash back. And if I get some on me, I'll be like, oh, because I can't just lick it off like normal food. Really? Because I just don't like that yeah, tomato I can, sauce. I can't wash the pans after shells, Adam. Like, she's like, can you do the washing up? It's like, no, you've had beans. Yeah, bean juice. Like, mm. like mm. I can't wash them up. If I order uh, a fry up somewhere and there's beans and on the plate, that's it. Meal's over. Even if they take them uh, off, I would have to napkin the whole thing down. I don't want none of that juice. How about LB? Sort of greasy spoon calf. You sit down. And there's just a little bit of bean residue and one bean left on the on the cafe top. How you feel? How does that make you feel? I'd probably walk over to the countertop, pick up a napkin, and just walk out. <laughs> just like <laughs> wipe, take wipe the napkin just for the inconvenience. Just wiping my hands just in case it was on there. <laughs> like, oh. well, when I was a no. kid, I really, really hated. I, I, I'm saying because a kid, because you don't really see it anymore. But baked bean baths, there seemed to be a lot of that in the 90s for charity. Oh, yeah, yeah, like oh. not Noel's house party. Yeah, even now, actually, it makes me think, like, feel sick. Imagine if one gets in your belly button or in between your toes. Oh, up your bum. Oh, oh that's not nice. LB See, gone. I was trying to think of, like, where where this came from. And I was yeah. like, when's the, like, as a young age, when did I first realise that I didn't like beans? And uh, I was thinking about, like, I must have moved from nursery into um <laughs> reception yeah yeah I, I wonder if you can remember yeah so i remember, yeah, I remember. going into well, being like a little kid in my school uniform probably with an elastic tie on being <laughs> like in a big well it wasn't even big it was small like sports hall with a weird tray that I'd never had before, like the knives and forks went in the middle, a pudding went on one side, like I've never had this before in my life. And then being stood at this counter, being served by, this is another thing I was thinking of, did you call them dinner nannies or was that just a normal thing? <laughs> no, we called... What was that? <laughs> I just, what the heck? <laughs> dinner mummies. No, no, dinner nannies. Dinner nannies. No, we called them uh, dinner ladies. Dinner mummies. Dinner ladies. I, think I was just people. 
I think ours were just old man, they were dinner nannies. Yeah. Like so yeah, and just being stood like shaking at this thing, like, ah, do you want chips? Yeah. And then just moving along. And then I don't I think like the next person said, like, didn't even really speak to me and just spoon beans all over my food. Oh. And then just walking and then sitting down at a table and just being sat there with this in front of me just not eating it and them going you need to eat it otherwise you can't be like you can't go until you've eaten it and just like no i'm not eating it i'm not doing it it's horrible and just them going to get rich and bringing him back and him just looking and laughing and going see if he can convince you of course of course of course he's not going to eat it it's got beans all over it yeah i mean it's it's really weird that it's like really ingrained in my brain as like somebody coming over and saying like big brother make him eat and it's like bro he ain't gonna fucking eat he's got beans on man he ain't touching it you've you've lost after that i was given like a strawberry yogurt and like a hobnob and that was my lunch every day (laughs) until i moved to the pack lunch you pretty you were a pack lunch kid in it man yeah peanut butter sandwiches and crisps i've got a horrible nightmarish like story of beans because okay, I, I hate because I hate them as well. My mum once when I, it was dinner time, I was sitting down. I used to love mashed potato, like bodger and badger. I love it, and I sat down to eat. Bodger but it was it was dark, and I was like, "What's going on?" And mum's like, "Oh, the, the light switch is broken, so you got to eat your dinner in the dark." I was like, "Okay," and it's not pitch black, but it's dark enough. I'm sitting there eating my mashed potato, and I'm thinking, "This is strange." I say, "This the mash tastes different. Is there some sort of like sausage?" Yeah. In it? She mi- mixed in baked beans. Is that right? That's not. I know it's not child abuse to, to make me eat some good, healthy baked beans. Because I went over when she left the room for a second, and the light did work. I flicked it on and saw them, saw the beans poking out of my mash. What was she trying to get rid of beans, or you know, uh, when it, did she overorder the beans trying to get rid of them? She would have just jumped out of the end and said, "Ha, ah, you do eat beans." Just punishing you. What that actually happened? She did the surprise you've ever No, no, no. She didn't do that. Oh, I, right. I caught her out beforehand. I was like, I can see oh, things okay. in it. That's not mashed potato. Weird. I was, yeah, very fussy and Beans weird. and mash in the dark. <laughs> Sounds like my worst nightmare. Yeah. Okay, so the first one that jumps to mind is I have an irrational fear of wet wood, specifically wooden spoons, spatulas, any shit like that. If it's in the sink and part of the washing up, I can't touch it, man. It freaks me the fuck out. And I don't know. It feels like, to me, like slightly squishy on the surface. And it, do you know, like a bit like nails on a chalkboard or yeah. somebody like scrubbing fabric? It does something to me like that that just repulses me. I cannot, cannot handle like wet, soapy, suddy wood in the... <laughs> It definitely does change the texture of it. It is strange sometimes. It kind of seems to soak into the wood a bit and open the pores a bit. The grain expands slightly. And uh, on on that, something my mum will never let me down live down right is we were at some sort of like market fair. I think it might have been like a Lincoln Christmas market type thing. And I remember seeing like a Viking beer goblet and thinking, fucking hell, that looks awesome. Even as like, I don't know, a 28-year-old man, I want that mum, please can I have that? Viking goblet, I don't know, 20 bucks or whatever. I buy this goblet, well chuffed for myself, get it home, pour a beer in it and think, fucking hell, it's wet wood. I can't drink from that. And it's through in the back of the cupboard. I can't sell it because, sorry, I can't throw it out because mum bought me it. And it's just like, what a waste of freaking money. But it just didn't dawn on me until I went to take a sip and thought, uh, this is like literally my worst nightmare. You would have thought maybe they'd shined it off a bit because if you're drinking out of mm. it, it should be slightly different texture. But I, mate, I, I didn't even have a sip. It was just the, the thought. thought of it. Yeah. Well, that it is probably a, was. irrational. Mm. 
And just to expand on your topic, LB, does this involve like OCD or isms that like, I guess are fear related because they're like things that you think, oh shit, if I don't do that, something bad might happen. Is that considered an irrational fear or is that a whole different topic in itself? Uh, no, it could be part of this. Because I've got shit loads, man. I suffer really badly with it. Do you want to reel a couple off? Uh, tapping me beer before I open it. It's something I do with every single beer. Um, I check the door three or four times every time I go out, um, even though I know it's locked. I, When I go to bed, I have to turn my phone upside down so it's face down. Like weird little like rituals, I suppose. And they're all based out of, I guess, a fear that something bad might happen, I suppose. Yeah. But I don't really fucking know what started it. The only one I ever played with was um, the Magpies. I still to this day I'll salute one and count the magpies. What does that mean? As in, it's like my superstition. It's you know, if you see one magpie and you salute it, it's something. It's not going to be very good. Whatever you were thinking about at that time, that's what that's what it is in my head. So say if I happen, I I see a magpie, and the first thing I think of something not good's going to happen. But if you see two magpies, oh, Oh, it's going to it's going to be good. Have you not heard the rhyme? One for sorrow, two for joy. My mum says that sort of thing. I don't I don't really understand it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's, that's my superstition. Guys. I used to have a friend who okay. really did not want to step on the cracks, and so every time you're walking yeah. along, he's just constantly bumbling along next to you, <laughs> <laughs> like a daddy long legs on the path. Yeah, every now and then, just does a jump. And he also taught me that if you don't, if you step on a three drain, you know what I mean, where there's three yeah, yeah. triple drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then you have to spit on it. I knew uh, <laughs> a girl, a girl at college that was had a fear of sponge Ooh. but like there's lots of weird ones like i know i've i, I remember watching a program like there's people that are scared of buttons you know like off your you know the like guy with the cracks he's also scared of buttons really yeah yeah that josh scared of buttons and i don't get it and no one gets it like is it is it quantity of buttons or just individual buttons i will ask him and find out again but i'm pretty sure it was just buttons he, he like yeah he, man you'll have toggles not buttons. Yeah, it's 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 mental. I I watched a program of like irrational fears and yeah, like jars of buttons like people are passing out on on it's it's weird. My girlfriend Bright as well, like she absolutely hates and is scared of ketchup. No ketchup. Really? We don't have ketchup in our house. And I like ketchup, but that's the sacrifice I have to do. She's no ketchup in the house. Mm. No. Was that ketchup. on like on the first date? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, it's one of the things yeah. that came up. I was just like, okay. Criteria. Will ketchup. you sacrifice ketchup for me? I have had, put ketchup on my plate next to it when we've been out sometimes, but I just get pure evils. Cheeky. <laughs> so, man. For me, the only fears I had were just drowning at sea. I think that's the only one. But I don't go out to sea very often. <laughs> was this at the time that you were a, a fisherman on a trawler boat that I forgot about? That's the one. Deep sea. That one when he was swimming with his phone. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's that time when I was out with my phone swimming. That's the furthest I've been out to sea, like by myself, right. which is pretty mad. But it, I could still not stand up, but I, I felt safe. I'm not the strongest swimmer, but um, the same body of water, the same sea, but in a different location. I was with some friends and they were very strong swimmers and they assured me I'd be safe. And I used a big float thing. and We went quite far out and they were like, right, let go of your float. And soon, the second I let go, full dread, I just thought, right, that's it. Even though I knew they were there to potentially save me if I needed it, I just being that far out when you know your feet have nothing to touch, mm. I just shit myself. 
not literally. Really? I didn't want to pollute the ocean. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was really crapping it. I had to quickly get my float again. And they, they were very good. They messed around just for a minute, and that was it. Like, not giving me I love float. it, man. God, I love the ocean. Yeah. Well, have you gone yeah. down? Have you ever, like, yeah, yeah, dove yeah. down? Oof, yeah. No, scary. I love it. I love that when you look in the water and that transition from you can see land to just the deepest, darkest blue. I love oh, it. God, I love Attenborough good. doing it. I love watching it and seeing it. <laughs> yeah, they'd take it away. If I could go in a sub, I would, but it's me. I can't breathe underwater. I don't know about you. No one can. can. Exactly. That's why it's scary. I don't like not being able to breathe. <laughs> yeah, that's my only one. I'm not scared of anything else except drowning. And I luckily don't go near the sea very often. Yeah. So, man, anyone scared of the dark? No. Yeah. Not necessarily an irrational fear. Do you ever like like making yourself be scared? Do you ever do that? Uh, like, you know, of... like freak, try and freak yourself out. Like if you're home alone or whatever and you can like G yourself up to the bit where it's like, oh, God, it's fucking dark in here. And like you have to walk into the room and switch the light on to make sure you're safe. And, and that. More than that, I quite often will you know listen at the window or go and peep out the window on neighbors and listen to what they're saying to mm. try and scare myself like a couple of little gangster sort of people that live around right the bad guys i sort of listen to what they're saying i think oh my god can't even hear it. i just hear the odd muffled thing I'm like oh my god i bet they're talking about some crime or something dangerous <laughs> maybe some, some people are going to come that gets me a bit like oh my god i've got to protect my house i go all kevin McAllister. yeah but this is my house. Then I realise if I just was to not go anywhere near the window and I can't hear them conversations, then I've got no reason to be scared. It's only because I'm subjecting myself to it. Michelle's got a new thing where it's not even a new thing. She's been doing it for years. But whenever I come out of like certain rooms, she will jump out at me and I'll like, <gasps> like constantly. Is, is like, she filming it for TikTok? Yeah. No, not even doing that. Just for her own amusement, just to scare me. Just jumping out or like hiding in daft places, yeah. So soon, like I've now, I'm now paranoid that when I'm coming out of the bathroom, I'm like looking both ways. It's like there's no one here, and then all of a sudden she was like behind a wardrobe. Oh yeah, yeah. You've just reminded <laughs> that, me. That stress stresses me out. LB, do you remember right? So, <clears throat> Hemo, we I reckon LB must have been about five or six. Okay, and uh, we're watching some super late at night. Like mum and dad are asleep. We shouldn't have been up watching fucking TV or movies. We're watching some scary ass shit that's way above what we should have been watching, right? Of some horror variety. LB's like, right, I'm going to bed now. I was like, cool. I decided, right, I need to go to Lou. And in our old house, where the like stairs were, you had a sort of solid banister. It wasn't like, you know, like with the sort of slats or anything. And the light switch, because it was just an old house, was at the opposite end of the corridor. So I had to sort of walk along the stairs in the dark to get there. And our toilet was just above the stairs coming up. Unbeknownst to me, LB obviously somehow his little psychopathic brain had preempted I was going to go to the toilet. Had laid fully out on the stairs so that as I walked towards it, he grabbed both ankles and was just like, mate, (laughs) even to this day, is probably one of the the most scared I've ever been in my fucking life, man. Had a proper jump. (laughs) Yeah, like... I forgot all about that. Like, just, you know, like when you shake from head to toe. Yeah, full on jumping out my body moment. I do get that quite a lot because I, w- I walk around the house wearing headphones so I don't hear things. So I can just be doing mm. something and then bang, there's my bride. She's, ah! right, <laughs> that's, she that, that's me making the noise. I'm like, oh God, didn't hear you coming. That sort of thing. Thinking it's funny to scare people. 
It's not funny. Don't scare people. <laughs> Scaring is not good. I don't even like horror movies. I don't want to be scared. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like being scared. It's not a nice feeling. I like to be happy. Happy's good, man. Yeah, yeah. Happy is good. Right. Well, we've talked about all our topics. You know, we can yeah we can save it. So yeah, um, man. That's it. Episode over. It can all wait till next time. Um, one thing I was just going to say on yeah. wrapping up is podcast platforms. Uh, it's coming out on everything. I believe you know we're going to be on Spotify. What the Pocket Cast, um, Apple Music. It's just taking a little bit of time for it all to be approved to make sure you know we're not doing anything too naughty. But over the next week, I reckon. Do you think Mo will be on on oh, we'll all be platforms? Everywhere. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and I know we joke with the old subscribe shit, but I think when when we are on Apple, it would be good if anyone can give us a five star bit of love yeah. because I think it does help find us some new peeps. They're it's not, not just hard, downloads, is it? Isn't it? Nah, mate. It's just a click. Yeah. Subscribe, comment, like, share, live, laugh, love, and reach for the five stars. Mm-hmm.